Welcome to the Growth Cap Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Lumba. In this episode, we chat with two-time entrepreneur Paul Schneider. Paul and his co-founder have bootstrapped two different software businesses to a successful sale. Typically, when we hear of someone selling a software business, or any business for that matter, we think that person must have developed a super unique product or service, or that person got lucky by being at the right place at the right time, or that person simply had all the right connections. As you'll hear from Paul, what's made him successful is his mindset and belief in making it happen. I believe to a certain extent that you know, you can make things happen in your life. And I love that saying, like, let's make it happen because, you know, if you want to wait for stuff to happen, it, it probably won't. But you can affect things in certain ways to make them happen. Um, and, yeah, I think there's a little bit of experience that's also in play in the sense that I've seen deals die three times and still win them. You know, I've seen customers get mad at you and still at the end turn around and be a reference. Um, so when things look really bad, I guess maybe I am a bit more even keel because I've seen it before. I understand that, yeah, okay, we have to take care of this. And we have to make sure that everything's you know, going to be okay. But you know, even when it looks like it's the end of the world, it's not necessarily the end of the world. What propelled Paul early on in his career was realizing he could manufacture winning the lottery. That is, through business. You know, the, the one thing that always stuck in my head is people talked about the lottery. They talked about winning the lottery. And nobody's ever going to win the lottery, but to me it was like, well, what if you could make so you just win the lottery? You know, what if you could actually manufacture that? And that's what, how I looked at starting a business, is that if you run it and you run it well, and ultimately if you exit, you know, you, you, it will seem like you won the lottery. And so that always kind of attracted me to it as well, is that I could actually manufacture that experience uh, by starting a company. Paul also shares with us other aspects to what has made him successful, including finding the right business partner, listening to customers, and evolving his sales strategy. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. So, Paul, you've been uh, successful in bootstrapping two businesses now and growing them until uh, a successful exit. Uh, Both companies you built together uh, with the same co-founder. Uh, can you yeah. tell us um, about what each of those companies did? Sure, sure. Thanks, RJ. Yeah, so the first company that we had started was called the Isidore Group, uh, and that actually was a PeopleSoft consulting company in the higher ed market. So we would go into higher ed institutions, um, and we would ba- basically install the PeopleSoft product, um, but pretty much the products that were only you know specific for the higher education market. Uh, and then we started a pure play software company called Socius, and we got into the online community space um, and uh, ran that for about, oh, say, 14 or so years. Excellent. And, and then what, what made you want to start uh, a business in the first place? Uh, were you uh, an entrepreneur or, or show signs of it from an early age? Um, yeah, I mean, I... I I always was interested in starting my own company. I remember that um, <laughs> I'd started a dog training, like CD-ROM. Um, just always kind of interested in dabbling in it. But I, you know, the the one thing that always stuck in my head is people talked about the lottery, and I talked about winning the lottery. And nobody's ever going to win the lottery. But to me, it was like, well, what if you could make so you just win the lottery? You know, what if you could actually manufacture that? And that's what, how I looked at starting a business: is that if you run it and you run it well and ultimately if you exit you know you you 
it will seem like you won the lottery. And so that always kind of attracted me to it as well, is that I could actually manufacture that experience uh, by starting a company. And, you know, what do you think were the key aspects to, you know, working with your co-founder um, that made you, you know, the both of you successful? Um, probably two main things. I mean, the first thing would be trust. Um, you know, I think if, if you enter into any type of relationship like that, and you always hear stories of how, you know, business partners go bad. Um, uh, he and I actually started out as friends. We wound up being uh, family because we introduced our, uh, uh, or my wife and I had introduced uh, her sister to him. And so he became my brother-in-law. Uh, but even outside of that, um, there was just a lot of trust there. And you understand that he's looking out for the best interests of the business as well as for you. And and certainly, likewise, you know, I was doing it for him. And so there, there was never that issue of, you know, is he doing something he shouldn't? Or, you know, we both were marching in the same direction um, and, and both really trusted each other as to, you know, what we were doing. Uh, the other the other thing is that we were just both very complimentary to each other. Uh, I am definitely not the numbers guy. Uh, and Scott, my my former business partner, you know, certainly was. So he he handled the operations side. He he handled the software side of things, where I handled more of the sales and marketing. Um, and it, you know, it was a it was a it was a marriage made in heaven twice uh, because you know it just really worked out. The fact that you know I didn't step on his toes, he didn't step on my toes, um, and and we just both complemented each other very very well. And it seems you've been uh, a natural at uh, sales from the the get go. Is, is is that true, or did you have to to work at it and, and develop strategies along the way? Oh, I, I I guess people sometimes you know they have the gift of gab and and they can speak to people and and people tend to gravitate gravitate towards them. And maybe I had a little bit of that, um, but sales is. You know, sales is definitely something that you learn uh, tactics that you know that you can do. Um, you know, I, I always equate it to golf is that, you, you know, you're never going to get, you know, you're never going to you know have the perfect golf game. A lot of times you have to go back to basics and remember, oh, yeah, I have to hold my club this way and I have to, you know, swing this way. And, and sales is very, very similar is that, you know, you, you start moving down the path, you get good at things and um, you start, you know, maybe falling into some, you know, um, methods that, you know, some are good and maybe some so not and not so good. And so you have to go back and and take a look at, you know, what are those basics? But I, would, I wouldn't say that I was a natural. I wouldn't say that I was even necessarily all that outgoing. I, I, you know, definitely had some phobias going into meetings in early ages and, you know, just being nervous about, you know, talking in front of people. And, you know, the more you do anything, I guess, you know, you just you get more comfortable with it. And, you know, with comfort, you know, comes confidence. And, and so it, it, it was a skill that was learned over time. Well, it's it's one of those critical functions uh, to any growing business is is to you know uh, master uh, the skill of of sales. Are, are there any kind of pieces of advice you could give to to entrepreneurs or or even you know larger um, you know corporations that are uh, you know thinking about um, you know what they could be doing better with their sales strategy? Well, the main thing is know your customer. Um, you know, I think it took us a little while uh, in the in the second company to really figure out who exactly is our best customer. Um, we had gone from user groups to associations to companies, and you know they all were they all were good. But to truly hone down as to what's the persona in each one of those organizations that is our buyer, and who are they? What do they look like? What drives them? What pain points do they have? 
if you can understand those things and then you build your product or service to that, then sales actually is pretty easy uh, because the, the product just naturally fits to the issues in which they have. Um, where I think, you know, initially we didn't understand the customer, so the product wasn't exactly what the customer wanted. That's when sales gets harder. Um, so I always, you know, want to try and make, make sales as easy as possible if the product can sell itself or at least you know, be very conducive, excuse me, to that, then you know, that's certainly something that, you know, will help any sales organization. Um, so, yeah, I guess if I had any single point of, of advice, it would be, you know, know your customer and then just drive everything towards that. Mm -hmm. and, and you were using video uh, effectively, uh, and, and maybe I'm just pointing that out because that's something I noticed. But, you know, when you were you know thinking about, uh, you know, kind of the funnel, uh, your sales funnel and, and capturing, you know, the most potential customers, um, you know, is that sales fun? I mean, were you using various strategies or, or did you purposely hone in on, on video? Um, no, I think, you know, part of knowing your customer um, is understanding how they're going to consume content. Uh, and, you know, there were some, you know, back in, the, in, in when we were doing that, there were some new tools that were coming out that made it a little bit easier to be able to create short video content that was easy to consume. And that's the thing is you have to, you know, knowing your customer, you have to understand that they're very busy and, you know, whatever you're providing them has to be very compelling, but also just easy to digest, easy to watch, easy to consume. And sometimes sit and read a long blog, blog article, you know, people might not do that. But if I could have a two minute, really powerful uh, video message, those seem to resonate with people. And so, you know, we were trying different things to see what would be the best fit. Um, for some people, video is good. For some people, you know, blog posts or landing pages or eBooks, you know, a little longer form um, content was better. And so we had a little something for everybody at, at every one or at every stage of the sales funnel. Mm -hmm. So uh, now transitioning to your current uh, position, you sold uh, your company. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who you sold to and, and why you decided? Um, to sell to you know the organization you're with, uh, Higher Logic, mm -hmm. and then and then what mm -hmm. you're currently doing with them today. Yeah, so um, we had a few companies that were interested in us as we were going through the sales process. And to be honest, at the front end of that process, if you would have told me Higher Logic was a company that would buy us, I would have told you you were crazy. Um, I loved and hated them. <laughs> I, I I hated them because uh, they were my biggest competitor, and I you know I, I wanted to beat them. Um, but I loved them because they were really good at what they did uh, and they made me a better salesperson. Um, there was you know, my counterpart in that company who, again, I had a love hate relationship, but I respected the heck out of him because he made me a better salesperson because I was selling against him. And, and then once uh, we wound up working together at higher logic, he had said the same thing, which was, which was ultimately very, very nice. Um, in, in looking at the companies, you know, there has to be a level of, of um, comfort that you have because, you know, we didn't have a lot of customers. We had 150, 160 customers. And, you know, I didn't want to be getting calls saying, hey, why did you take me to this company that isn't any good? And, you know, they're, they're you know, they're, they're not doing the things that you used to do. And they're not giving us the level of support that you provided. I didn't want to get those calls. And so I wanted to make sure that they were truly taken care of it. And I, and I just cared for my customers. And I wanted to make sure that, that they were going to be okay. And that any company that we had moved to would be a step up and certainly not a step down. Um, and HireLogic had, had very good software. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I, that was a good fit there. For the employees, you know, again, it was the same thing. I didn't want anybody to lose their job. I wanted to make sure that they felt that culturally it was a great fit. Um, you know, we had one uh, best places to work in Phoenix uh, for a few years. And, you know, we had 
we do some nice things for the employees and we truly care about our employees or, or you know we didn't we had the company and so wanted to make sure that they were going to be well taken care of as well um and of all the companies that we looked at you know higher logic ticked all those boxes for us um on top of the fact that i had known the founders for a very long time um and there was a good sense of co-opetition it's probably a good way to put it over the years um and, and so it was just an, it, was, it, it turned out to be the best fit for us uh, so now I am the uh, VP of, of corporate sales, um, and it's a fairly newer division for us. Uh, maybe you know that we're really hitting hard probably over the past uh, eh, two years, three years, uh, where we're going after corporate customers. Historically, the company has been association-based or going after national nonprofits, um, and so we're ramping up the team. I have a team of twelve, uh, soon to be fourteen here in very short order, um, geographically dispersed around the country. So I love the job. It's it's great because I've sold online communities now for 15 years, and I think over time you wonder you know, have I ever learned anything? And you know now that you get into a bit of a mentorship role, and you know I'm leading my team, and I'm I'm um, you know helping them understand you know the software and you know different different ways to sell it and different use cases for it. Um, you know you realize that you know you have some some good information to be able to share, um, and it's fun being able to to be in this role and, and provide that mentorship role to them. And, and what, what what are some of the key things that you're um, honing in on now that you're managing a, a team and, and corporate uh, enterprise sales? Is it you had mentioned earlier? Sometimes the longer you're in it, you know, you have to kind of remind yourself. It's like you know playing golf. But are, are there kind of even more uh, nuanced aspects to your um, you know to, to your strategy, uh, given that you're selling into a new market? Yeah, well, so right now it's a learning experience to be very upfront. Um, there's a there's a few key players in the industry, competitors, and you know we're learning more about them and how you know what their tactics are. We're learning what messaging is really resonating with this type of customer and these personas that we've chosen to go after. Um, so right now it's a lot of A/B testing, it's a lot of listening, it's a lot of learning, um, it's a lot of building. I mean more than half my team, um, almost two thirds of my team is brand new and brand new to the industry, brand new to the product. Um, and so we're really, you know, it, it's, it's a time for rebuilding, but it's a time, it's a time to learn. Uh, and that's what we're doing the most of. And you know, I think, you know, any company that goes in and thinks they know the market and thinks they know what the customer wants without sitting and listening and understanding and listening to the customer tell you what they want, um, you know, isn't going to be successful. And so that's what we're doing is we're, we're just doing a lot of listening right now, a lot of changing things as we learn, um, and ultimately it'll pay off for us at the end. And then what do you think is, is next for, for you? Um, is it uh, once an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur? Or are there, do you have any uh, sites uh, you know, down the road to um, start another company? Um, or uh, are you kind of living the corporate life for the time being? Yeah, you know... I, I, it's hard to say. I, I really do enjoy it here at Higher Logic. I, I I love the role I'm in. I love this you know this mentorship you know role that I have. I love my team. I was just telling some people last night that I you know I just I've made some really good friends here, um, and they're just really good people. So I I don't have any plans of leaving anytime soon. But do I have the itch to start a new company down the line? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I think that once that, like you say, once that's in your blood, it's always in your blood. And I don't know if you'll ever be able to get it out. Now, whether that's, an, you know, another big organization or maybe it's something that's more of a hobby side that I could, you know, uh, something I could do on the side. Um, I'm not quite sure, but 
for the time being, I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. I'm extremely challenged in this job, which also you know makes it fun to get up in the morning and and uh, and be excited about work. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what the future holds. And uh, you know, one thing I noticed about you is that you you seem to have a consistency in in you know being uh, uh, you know upbeat and 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 having kind of a high uh, energy level. Is that is that also something that uh, is just kind of inherent um, in the way you've been? It's you know th- there's been certainly ups and downs. I know, like as as an entrepreneur, um, or maybe has has the experience of 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 you know going through those ups and downs helped you to you know ultimately become more. Um, you know, able to manage, um, you know, any kind of, you know, swings in business. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I guess I didn't realize I was as optimistic as I am. And now that I'm with my team, you know, a lot of them are like, yeah, you, you know, you're very optimistic. I'm like, well, why not? I, you know, I, I, <laughs> right. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to be pessimistic. I would rather, you know, I, I believe to a certain extent that, you know, you can make things happen in your life. And I love that saying, like, let's make it happen because, you know, if you want to wait for stuff to happen, it, it probably won't. But you can affect things in certain ways to make them happen. Um, and, yeah, I think there's a little bit of experience that's also in play in the sense that I've seen deals die three times and still win them. You know, I've seen customers get mad at you and still at the end turn around and be a reference. Um, so when things look really bad, I guess maybe I am a bit more even keel because I've seen it before. I, I understand that yeah, okay, we have to take care of this. We have to make sure that everything's, you know, going to be okay. But, you know, even when it looks like it's the end of the world, it's not necessarily the end of the world. Um, and uh, I guess maybe that's what's made it uh, easier for me. Um, and, and and plus, I I just like having fun, you know, and as we go through business, uh, you know, the ups and downs are, are kind of part of the fun. Um, it's part of the challenge. It's part of the fact that, um, you know, I'm going to get up today and that deal that I thought was going to close might go sideways. All right. And now how am I going to fix it? And that's fun, or at least it is to me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's, I think the, the, the positivity is uh, just inherent. don't know where I got it, but you know, I guess it served me well. Well, that, that's a great uh, note to end on. Uh, so Paul, thanks so much for taking the time. I know our audience will find this very helpful. Thanks RJ. I appreciate it.